G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And Dale, we are basically six weeks away from the start of Eurovision. Wig. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it I can't is. wait. It is. We're it's... so focused on it. It is. It's been it's been a bit of a journey already and we've got the you know, the crescendo to come. So. I know, that's why we haven't been out in weeks. Because <laughs> we're saving for that, for that trip. It'll all be worthwhile. When it will, it will. It's almost there. It's almost there. So let's have a talk about our weekly update. Mm. I think there's a couple of people we need to touch on before we get into the mirth and merriment. Yeah, true. We've... I mean, big news today. Yes. Um, and it's unfortunately sad news, but it's also a celebration in a way of someone's life. I think um, Lise Asia from Switzerland, who was the very first winner of Eurovision back in 1956 with her song Refrain. Refrain. <laughs> I'm trying to be French, but it was terrible. <laughs> Sorry, Lise. Um, but she won in 1956, and she is a living legend in Eurovision. Not just because she won the first one, not just because she came back for the next two years and came yeah. second again in 1958 after coming eighth in 1957. Wow. So triple um, performer. Um, she engages with the fans so well. Now, we never had a chance to meet her, but so many fans have. She's gone to so many different contests. She rocks up every year. She she lived to 94, so a great oh, innings. It's a good innings. Really good innings there. Good stuff. Not only that, in 2012, she tried to represent Switzerland again. <laughs> what an effort. She would have been 88 at that stage. That would have been awesome to see. Oh, my God. Fantastic. The song itself, um, which was um, C'était ma vie, C'était ma vie. It was written by Ralph Siegel, no less. <laughs> and it came eighth in a very competitive Swiss final, apparently. Mm. So didn't quite get there there. She tried the next year oh, wow. with this song called All In Your Head. It didn't make the national final, unfortunately. But it was like this rap kind of song with this wow. kind of like hip-hop group. It's true. Yeah. This chick, and I'm going to say chick because she deserves to be called chick because yeah. she's a legend. She was like some very young at heart. You know, not just someone who just won many years ago and can be forgotten. Yeah. Very integral to... Eurovision of old and Eurovision of new. And I'm seeing a lot of uh, respects being paid to her. So that's oh. really great. And good on her for having a crack at it back in like I'm 2012. Like, fantastic. The photos I've seen coming through this morning from people who have met her, oh. she was a legend. Yeah, good so, on her. Sad, sad passing, but also what, a, what an yeah, amazing It's moment. a celebration, celebration of her life. Celebration of her life, as yeah. Eurovision always is. There was somebody else that also passed away during the week, Dale, and it was Katie Boyle, who's probably more known in the UK... Um, but certainly somebody that should be mentioned as well. You know what? I'm going to mention her full name. All right. She was born Katarina Irene Elena Imperialdi de Francavilla. Jesus. What a name. Holy moly. <laughs> I reckon is Katie... She, is she a, was she a drag queen no, at any no. point? That, that is a fantastic she, name. I know. She was born in Florence in Italy, and what a name. I mean, how did you end up with Katie Boyle? I'll never know. I know. She ruined um, it, kind of. <laughs> she hosted Eurovision in on four occasions. 1960, 1963, 1968, and of course, the legendary 1974, when we got ABBA. ABBA, wow. So, um, very much uh, somebody in the Eurovision family, and somebody who was iconic, particularly with UK and English-speaking viewers, I'll say that. Yes. Even though she was multilingual, she did speak Italian and French as well. So mm, Very impressive. You know, again, uh, condolences to her family. Uh, she was 91. Wow. So another one that had a really great innings and uh, will leave a long-lasting legacy to all Eurovision fans. Two legends. Yeah. 
Well, there we go. I mean, it's very, very important to, to pay respects to that because Eurovision is an institution. Absolutely, yeah. And we walk in uh, we walk in the footsteps of other people. Yep, we just haven't rocked up in the last few years. You know, that's it. That's right, okay. Well, let's try and move on to something, you know, more of a celebration What's happening? In a hole. Exactly. Yes. Let's celebrate this year. Let's celebrate this year and let's talk about Jessica. Let's talk about the Australian entry and what's happening with our entry at the moment. Mm. Well, she's done quite a bit of work lately, hasn't she? She's been doing a lot of social media. That little thing about, like, tell us what we got love in your languages. That went down well, didn't it? I'm seeing a bit of a strategy here. Mm. We talked about engagement uh, or the uh, delegation did, the head of delegation that we need to engage people. So we're trying to engage. Yes. And she's a big part of it. Well, we've got to sell the song because yep. the song itself is uh, it's really special in terms of the, the meaning behind it. And Jess actually did a uh, interview this week with SBS News, who's the broadcaster of Eurovision here in Australia, and revealed a little bit more about what inspired the song because a lot of people have been taking their own you know view on what the song's about. Absolutely. Um, because a lot's been happening in Australia. Now, she wrote it in January after being announced, officially, and a lot was happening there, and I think very much around the Me Too and the women's movement, and she's really talking about a female empowerment song. And God, I love that. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's so... You can see it's not just a song with a bunch of lyrics put together... That's quite, you know, by numbers. There's real meaning behind this song, which is which is fantastic. And it's something that a lot of people are taking a lot of views into this. People see it about the yes vote here for marriage equality in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people are seeing it as, even on the Indigenous signs around equality. So people are taking their own view, aren't they, Michael? It's a very universal message, isn't it? The yeah. whole the thing, we got love, yep. can mean a lot. And when you listen to the lyrics, it's about... We might be going through dark times in whatever period, but never lose hope. Yes. We've got love, and that can overpower anything, including fire, apparently. Because <laughs> <laughs> love is stronger than fire. fire. That is yeah, right. Totally. But you can see it being interpreted in many different ways, because it is a universal message. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, give it. I'm glad she's given some insight into what her inspiration was. Yeah. But that doesn't mean the song can't be adapted for other causes oh, as well. You hear it, and you just... That's a sign of a great song. It's a bit of love, love, peace, peace, but done in a really good way. Like, you know what? You attribute that to whatever's going on for you. Mm. And you actually said something about the UK entry and that the fact Storm has kind of got like, not a similar message, but something a little bit associated to them. I've seen it interpreted with the message of Storms because it is a very politically uncertain time in the UK right now, saying that, okay... We're going through a storm, perhaps, but hold together, we'll get through. Storms don't last forever. Stick together and we'll get through this. Mm. So there's a very similar message, I think, that can be interpreted for between both songs. Yeah. yeah. And it's been it's been quite popular, actually, that song. Cheryl Baker from Bucks Fizz, um, who won in 1981. Good year. Um, <laughs> she is in love with this song and she thinks it can come top five. A oh. real shot a top five. Oh, well, good on her. Don't uh, you love the optimism of UK for and, once? And what, they shouldn't talk down their entry, because I think it's a really good entry, and I think Sue Ree's amazing. Good, good. Talk it up, people. Talk it up. Oh, look, I think let's be realistic as well, <laughs> um, because sometimes I wouldn't be going into a song saying you're going to get top five when it really doesn't have a chance of doing that, yeah. but it'd be nice to see it performed well. So anything positive coming out of the UK is great, but... Maybe calm down a bit, Cheryl, yeah. would you? <laughs> keep, keep your dress on, Cheryl. <laughs> because when they don't come fifth, they're going to get upset. So really, yeah. let's keep it together there. 
What else is just, um, I think there's a bit of news that we're doing something a little bit different this year. Oh, definitely. Well, the big thing is we're going to the pre-parties this year. Mm. We are spreading the love. Yep. We're off to London, apparently, or Jess is. We are later, but <laughs> Jess is. Uh, she's doing, on the 5th of April, she's doing the London pre-party. At the Café de Paris. Carrie de Paris. Called. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I've been there before, oh, actually. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, she's doing the big one. She's doing the Amsterdam Eurovision in Concert on the 14th of April. Now, they're only three or you know, two or three weeks away for people. So you're going to get to see Jess do it live. And plus, I think with most of these, you get to perform another song as well. Yeah. So um, you're going to be able to experience Jessica Mowboy live. Which is great. And I think... When people really see her shine and see that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Charisma that she's got. Um, we might be picking up some momentum. Especially the fact that I think people only know her from Sea of Flags. And she was so nervous. I was nervous. <laughs> well, it meant so much. It meant it so much for our nation to be there. And she really, that weighed heavy on her. Definitely. And it didn't really showcase how brilliant she is. Yep. I mean, the high bits did. Um, and she brought her home strong, but I think you're going to see something great out of that. And I, th- you're, I agree with you. We could get some great momentum behind her. Yeah, and we saw straight from the start that our delegation was saying we didn't connect with people and therefore we failed in the public vote last year. Uh, no, this is a complete strategy of where we're going. We're going to get people engaged. We're going to get the fans on board, people in Europe on board, and fingers crossed, Get a few more tally votes. <laughs> yep. Hashtag we got love. Fingers crossed. There's, hashtag. A, lot of, there's a bit too much uh, hashtag, but <laughs> still, they're doing a good job. They're doing hashtag a good job. Hashtag no more hashtags, please. <laughs> hashtag no hashtags. <laughs> yes. Okay. Right. Well, look, what else has been happening other than Jessica in Australia? Well, there hasn't been a lot happening in the Eurovision sphere, but we've had all 43 mm. songs. So what we've thought is we're going to step outside the bubble. Because it's too easy to sit there and look online and start feeding off everybody else's opinions. Get in that fandom bubble. Exactly. So, what we did this week was throw it out, throw all 43 songs out to my housemate. Yes, Roy. (laughs) Roy, who has absolutely no idea what's going on with you. Doesn't care. No. Wonders why we watch these songs and videos. He does scratch his head quite a bit. He does watch the final. That... Yeah, he does. So he's not completely foreign no, to this. He's a once-a-year type. Exactly. And these are the people who decide Eurovision. Classic once-a-year type. So we threw out all 43 songs. He really actually quite enjoyed them, didn't he? Yeah, he did, actually. He did. And look, the one thing I'll say about him, he, last year, we did the same thing to him last year. Yep. And one late, late night, he saw Portugal, and he was shook. Yes. He loved it. And he just pointed at it and said, That's going to win. Yep. And at that point... I knew it was going to win, and that's when I put my money on it, and I won, babies. He's some sort of oracle. I don't, know what, I don't want to build him up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but anyway, we showed him all 43, and let's go through his top three. Yes. So on number three, it was... Czech Republic? With Lie yeah, to Me. Lie to Me, which is interesting. He really loved that song. He really, good. really loved did. Loved the hook, loved the trumpets, yep. loved the whole thing. And like I say, I've always thought that's going to have mass kind of voter appeal. Totally. Yeah. Love that. What was his second favourite there, Roy? Right? Oh, <laughs> I, I'm Dale. <laughs> but um, his number two was Israel's Netta. Yes. Toy. Well, it's pretty big. It is. He loved it. Like, he really loved the whole chook thing. Yep. He was like, this is weird, but I, I really love it. I remember him just saying that. Yeah, and it was leading for a long time until he showed him the winner. Okay. But I also think it's very interesting that Netta was... 
like his favourite, considering he's just a regular voter. Mm. You know, he didn't know how that was going to go down, but he loved it. He loved her. Yeah, exactly. So, what was his number one, Dale? I think we should play it. Let's play it. I don't know how to feel about that, but we always suspected this that's going to have televote appeal. And wow, he, he, he thought it was brilliant. Yeah, he, he had no doubt. Absolutely no, no doubt. The Clear minute he winner. started listening to it, went, that's going to win. Yep. Um, which I was pretty shook. <laughs> he literally got his betting app out and put a bet on it straight away. Yeah, that's how strongly he felt about it. And so it. did I, as soon as he said that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's an oracle. But I think it's really important that we do step outside yes. of the bubble and see what regular people are doing. And having said that, we're going to do this every week. Yes. We're going to find a fan or somebody who likes you. Even a group next week. We've got got a little pre-party of like regular people we're doing, catching up with friends and doing a little preview party. So we will have a group next week. Because I think it'll give us a really good idea of, of... what the general vote's going to do. Yes. And, um, yeah, I think the general vote might really, really vote for Norway. Well, we'll get a bit of an insight there. Yeah. And, look, let's look at... Um, now we've spoken sort of outside the bubble and see what's going on. Let's see sort of what's going on with the bookies because sometimes the bookies are with the fans and sometimes they're kind of like, what are you seeing in that song? Mm. Now, favourite is still Israel. No yep. one's surprised by that. A clear favourite. Yep, it is, no movement it? there. We've got Estonia in second and mm-hmm. Czech Republic in third. That's been consistent for some time there. I think a little bit over the... Like, I don't know about them second or third, but anyway. Yep. Um, the big move of the week, yep. Belgium. They're up to fourth in the odds. Okay. And if you've listened to any of our um, <laughs> podcasts, that's you know, probably a decent little segue, actually. You like, know I'm a raging fan of that one, not. <laughs> so we've been reviewing every single country from the big six. We're in semi-final of one at the moment, so we're releasing them out, and we're reviewing, ranking, and previewing them. So make sure you listen to them. Um, have a listen to Belgium, and you think you'll probably understand why we don't think it's going to come fourth. Well, I, I find it very interesting that fourth. I mean, fourth to win. To win? I'm not seeing that. Oh, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, Australia's in fifth. So we just dropped down one position from there, which is fine. That's probably where we expect to be. Um, another big mover, Sweden, up to sixth place. Okay. They were kind of outside the tent there for a while, but there's been a bit of momentum behind them. So that's interesting. I wonder if it's people putting money on it or they're just gauging engagement or whatever. I really know. I don't know how these odds things well, work. The thing is, when you don't have a mass market and it's early days, so when you get a mass market, it will be totally by money. At the moment, there's a little bit of probably just sussing out what's happening out there right yeah, now. Yeah. No, by view enough. and by you know what they've seen in the past. It's a bit like when you get to the point of it being decided by the money, that's like horse racing. Yeah. Totally by what the people are saying. plungers down. coming on. Yeah. People so start. maybe people are chucking some money on Sweden and that's shortening mm. the odds down there. And Fair then enough. in seventh place, dropping like a stone is a Bulgaria. I was going to ask where Bulgaria were because mm. they were the top ones before they released their song. Yep. Now they're seventh. Oh. They, were four, they were still ahead of us for a while and then they're seventh place now. Okay. That's the European odds as well. So not, not Australian odds, but that's European odds, which I think is a better better sense. I agree. I agree. Interesting so to that's see. That's where we're at. So interesting stuff. Interesting to see who's got momentum and who hasn't. Well, over the next seven days, I'm sure we shall see some changes. We definitely There could be will. some news. There could be some live performances. There could be a scandal. 
<laughs> There's not going to be a scandal. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Uh, but definitely with the pre-parties coming up, we'll start seeing people uh, live perform, and that's when you're going to start seeing people get their doubts or people shooting up the odds. So you'll never know. You never, never know. Well, we shall see you next week. So come back next um, Sunday and listen to our weekly podcast. But in the meantime, listen to our little country Reviews are only 10 minutes long. We've got a few coming up. Oh, I've got a lot of coming up. There's we, some crackers. We don't agree on a few of the ones oh, coming up. Oh, we don't. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Thanks, guys. See you later. See ya. <laughs>